the house of the Lord tonight again. Amen. Want to go right to our study. Praise God to see finishing up this last lesson on overcoming trouble. And I also passed out next month so you can start studying. Uh, we'll start our next Wednesday night. We'll start our new series on better the whole year. We'll be talking about better, better things that are better, 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 better. Amen. So uh, we'll start out next week, talk about a better revelation, and then we'll just keep moving on into it. You each month, everybody should have the themes ready to go. Amen? All right, so we want to get right back into our lesson tonight. And this is the last series we've been talking about overcoming uh, overcoming all year. January, we talked about overcoming ourselves, overcoming the world, overcoming tradition, overcoming discontentment, overcoming laziness, overcoming temptation, fear, pride, envy. You know, the whole series, lust, overcoming false doctrine, and then overcoming trouble. So we was talking about this month, we've been talking about overcoming trouble. And the thing with trouble uh, we find is that it's unexpected. We know it's coming. That's the key. That's the key. You can take it to the bank. You can take it to the bank. It's coming. You know, Jesus already told us, in this world you shall have tribulation in john sixteen thirty three, he says but be of good cheer <laughs> i've overcome the world so if he overcame then we must get to that point in our lives that we are overcomers as well okay and so we know troubles are going to come and we've studied and we've seen that first of all we do not what with trouble we don't focus on it don't focus on the trouble when it comes okay because if you start focusing on it, it's going to pull you down. It will cause you to uh, lose where God is trying to take you and where God is trying to show you. Isaiah says in 26, 3 and 4, I mean, uh, he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. Amen. So trust in the Lord, Jehovah, for the Lord Jehovah is in everlasting strength. And we have to get to those points in our lives where we obey the Word of God, we live our lives according to the Word of God, and we hold to the Word of God. So we don't focus on the trouble when it comes. Daniel says in Daniel 7.25 that he will what? We're out the saints of the Most High, and thanks to change times and laws. Amen. So... He was going to speak great words against the Most High and try to wear out the saints. So the enemy is going to try to wear you out. So don't focus on the trouble when it comes. We talked a little bit about looking at that trouble and see how we can use it, you know, to better ourselves. Uh, and then we, we, in point two, we said we have to look at the trouble when it comes and we have to ask ourselves, am I the cause? Am I the one that's causing my own trouble? You know, a lot of times it's easy to blame someone else, but I could be doing it my own self. So I have to look at that and see, is it me? As we saw in 1 Kings 18, you know, uh, Ahab wanted to blame Elijah. He says, are you the one troubling Israel? He says, it's not me, it's you. You're not doing what God's Word told you to do. You know, and throughout Scripture we see that constantly. You know, every time Israel is going through things, 
and their enemy is defeating them. And when they cry out to God, what does God tell them? You haven't done what I told you. I told you, you know, don't fear them. You know, don't take on what they're doing. And so we have to look and say, is this trouble being caused by me? You know, I have to realize that. Amen. Then number three, is others causing our, our problems? Are we letting other people into our lives and, and causing us to make wrong choices and to do wrong things that can lead us into trouble? So if it is, got to cut that off. I need to get that out of my life so that it, it doesn't create a problem for me. As Solomon's mother told him in Proverbs 1, she says, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, Come with us, let us lay wait privily for the innocent without cause. Let us all have one purse. She says, No, don't do that. Don't go with them. She says, Their feet run to evil. And they shed blood. And she says, The, the, the net is spread in the sight of any bird. You know, the bird don't know when the net is there. And it captures them. So you have to make sure that you're not letting someone else cause you trouble. Okay? So you have to be wise. This is why when you look at the gifts of the Spirit, wisdom is the first thing that comes. Uh, The word of wisdom is there. So wisdom, wisdom is the principal thing. As children of God, we have to, as we've been talking on Sunday mornings about moving on to perfection, we have to be uh, smart and our walk with God now, the fruit of the Spirit, gives us a knowledge and understanding and things so that we don't make foolish and wrong choices, see, because we're reflecting Christ in what we're doing. And so we want to be able to overcome trouble and things that comes in our lives. And number four, last week we talked about looking for ways to use your trouble to better your walk with God. Look for ways to better your walk with God. And we saw Paul in, in uh, first, Second Corinthians 11. He lists all the things that he went through. But then in Acts 20, 24, Paul says, None of those things moved me. Neither did I count my life dear to me that I might finish my course in the ministry, which I have received to testify of the Lord. Amen. So he used his things he went through. And when you look at Paul's life, it seems like every time you see him being beaten, put in jail, or whatever, a church springs up. <laughs> you know, something happens. In Acts 16, when him and Silas is beaten and cast into prison, you know, and then there was a, the jail, the earthquake, and the jail shakes, and the jailer come running in and says, you know, what must I do to be saved? And the next thing they explain to him, his household has been baptized, and that's why the church at Philippi is established out of that series right there with Paul. You know, that's where the church of Philippi came from. And so, therefore, we have to realize that sometimes the things we may go through is for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. And if we say we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose, then troubles shouldn't phase us. That we should be able to look at it and say, is this something good that I can get out of this? Or is there a lesson that I need to learn from this and move on? Don't stay there and focus on it. Just keep praising. Just keep worshiping. Just keep moving on. I know sometimes it's easy said than done, but it's all right here. It's in your mind. 
You have to make up your mind that you're going to do it. Okay, so tonight let's go to number five. Okay, number five, strengthen your relationship and belief in Christ before the trouble comes. Notice, strengthen your relationship with the Lord before the trouble comes. Now, when you look at John 25, I mean 21, not John 25. Wow, there isn't a John 21. John 21, you know. As Jesus, amen, not verse 1, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just, just hitting a few things here. Uh, John 21, we know that after Jesus had been crucified, and Peter goes fishing, him and the apostles, they go fishing. And when they come back, you know, to the shore, Jesus is cooking fish, right? That means Jesus doesn't eat sushi, right? Okay. So he's cooking fish, and then after they dine, he turns to Peter, and he says to Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And Peter says, Lord, you know I love you. And the Lord says to him, feed my lambs. He says, Simon, son of Jonah, do thou lovest me more than these? And Peter says, Lord, you know I love you. And he said to him, feed my sheep. He says to him again in John 21, he says, Simon, son of Jonah, did thou lovest me more than these? And Peter said, God, you know everything. You know I love you. He says, feed my sheep. Okay. And then he goes on and tells him, you know, that when he gets old, they're going to lead him, uh, you know, any way they want. In other words, Jesus says, Peter, trouble is coming. See? So you need to determine right now if you love me. See? You need to determine if you love God before the trouble comes. You need to make sure your relationship with me, Simon Peter, is intact before things start happening to you. And this is the key for you and I as well. We, we got to build that relationship with Jesus before anything happens. Because if our relationship is trying to be built when we're into trouble, we're going to lose hope. See? Because we haven't been with God long enough to see Him operate. See? Your faith is not where it should be. You want to build your faith well in advance before the trouble comes. Look at Job. Go to Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. You got your Bibles there. Job chapter 1, uh, verse 1 through 5. Notice here with Job. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright. And one that feared God and eschewed evil. And there was born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was seven thousand sheep, three thousand camels, five hundred yoke of oxes, and five hundred she asses in a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. And his sons went and feasted in their house, houses, every one his day, and sent and called their three sisters to eat, to drink with them. And it was so, when the days of their feasting was gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them, 
and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did continually. So notice, he's doing things while he's in his right mind. He's praying, he's sacrificing for his children, he's interceding for his children before things start happening in his life. Job knows that trouble is bound to come, see, and we all need to realize this in our lives. Trouble is going to come, I'm here to tell you. You're going to die. <laughs> you know, somebody in your family is going to die. You might as well get used to it. You need to prepare yourself now with a relationship with God. If not, it's going to shake you. You know, now that's why Job says in Job 3, 25 and 26, he says, The things which I greatly feared has come upon me. He says, I was not in safety. You know, and yet it came. See, he had heard about it. We all hear about it. You know, when I was on active duty, I mean, as a first sergeant, as a platoon sergeant, I used to give soldiers and, and, and people death notifications all the time when the, the call came from the Red Cross. I, it, it was something to have to bring a soldier before you and tell him that his parents has, has died or his grandparents or whatever has died. And every time I did it, you know what went through my mind? What would happen if it, I got the call? Or I had to go stand before the commander and he had to tell me that my mom or my sister or my brother had died. What would I do? And I thought about that and so I started to build my relationship with the Lord stronger and stronger for that day. And one day the call came. The call came. And the Red Cross called. I answered the phone and the first thing she said is, first sergeant is the commander there. Come on, you know, you've been telling me everything else. Now you want to talk to the commander, you know? And she says, yeah, I need to talk to the commander. I said, well, he's not here. <laughs> so, so tell me and I'll tell him. And I said to her, I said, so it's about me, right? And then silence went on the other end of the phone. So you can tell me, you know? And she said, yeah, I'm just going to need to tell the commander your mom passed. I said, okay, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You know, but I had myself already prepared. You know? So, and those are things we should, as, as Christians, talk about at our homes. Preparing ourselves. You know, do we have all our paperwork in order? What does my loved one want? You know, at, at, a, at a funeral. You know, what, what kind of funeral do you want? What songs do you want sung? Put all that stuff into place before the trouble comes. So that when it happens, you know, you're honoring their request. It'll make it a lot easier, I tell you. You know, than to wait to the last minute because there's going to be all kinds of craziness going on. So Job said, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. You know, I was not in safety. And he says, in trouble came so i have to prepare myself and the way i prepare myself is i build my relationship in advance with the lord look at jude verse 20 and 21 jude verse 20 and 21 jude says 
But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourself in the love of God. No, you know, keep yourself looking for the mercies of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Build your relationship. Establish your solid prayer life. Get a hold of a scripture that will carry you through doing the trouble and the things you will face in life. Songs that delivers. The Bible says God has surrounded us with what? Songs of deliverance. Those old Pentecostal hymn songs are. You know, there are songs that you can put your own melody to. Just like I just sung a few seconds of Psalm 25. Unto me, O Lord. That's where that is. You know, do I lift up my soul? Oh my God, I trust in you. Sing the Psalms. Build that relationship so that you trust in the Lord. What do we see throughout the scriptures constantly? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Oh, magnify the Lord. It's all calling us to build that relationship and strengthen our relationship with the Lord before things happen in our life. Just like character is not built in the heat of battle, amen, your relationship with God should not be built in the heat of battle. It should be built well in advance. See? Think about it. You know? So you want to build that relationship. John goes on and tells us in 1 John 1, verse 5, he said, this is the message that we have heard and declaring to you that God is what? Light. And in them is no darkness at all. See? So we want to be able to walk in the light. I don't, trouble is, is classified as a time of darkness. See? But if I have the light and if I stay in the light as he is the light, I can see how to navigate through the trouble. I can see how to navigate my life through the trial. I can look unto him, as, as the writer of Hebrews says, who is the author and the finisher of my faith. Say, he won't leave me. He won't forsake me. As long as I stay in the light and keep walking in that light of the Lord. As Paul did, he held to his relationship with God. Even in Acts 27, Acts 27 verse 15 through verse 44, we know that here they are in the middle of the ocean and and there's a storm, a, a raging storm, you know. And notice what Luke says as he writes here. He says, when the ship was caught and could not bear into, up into the wind, we let her dry, you know. He says, and running on the certain island, which is called Claude, we had much work to come by the boat. You know, they got trouble starts coming, you know, which when, when they had taken up and used helps and undergirding the ship and fear lest there should fall into quicksand, the strike sail, and they just let Exceeding toss with the tempest. Can you imagine me throwing from this side of the ship to that side of the ship? Yeah. The next day they lightened the ship. Got rid of some stuff. And the third day, look at this, three days, we cast out with our own hands the tackle of the ship. And getting rid of stuff. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, 
No small tempest laid on us. Look what happened. All hope that we should be saved was taken away. They says, man, we are done. We are going to die. This is it. There's nothing to happen. We might as well forget it. Yeah. But after long abstinence, check this out. Paul. Paul stood forth in the midst of them. Now, he was a prisoner on ship. Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not loose from Crete and have gained this harm and loss. And now I exalt you to what? Be of good cheer. <laughs> For there shall no be lost of any man's life among you but in the ship. For there stood by me tonight the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, said, You're not Paul. Yeah. But thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God has given them all that sail with thee. Notice, the relationship of Paul with the Lord was built way before he ever got on that ship. You go back to Acts 9. Paul's relationship was, was there. Actually, Paul had a relationship with the Lord. He just didn't have the knowledge of the Lord. You know? So he had already built his relationship. He just had to have the knowledge of who God was. And that's why he was so adamant about the things of God. And you can see now everybody else has lost hope. But here's Paul because he built this relationship. He could stand up and say, sir, be a good cheer. He looked into it and already seen. He said, there stood by me an angels of the Lord whom I am and whom I've served. Saying, I'm going to be brought to Caesar. All you guys are going to be okay. So, come on. As you keep reading that passage, it was 14 days they was out there. And you can imagine. And then after 14 days, you know what Paul tells them to do? Let's have lunch. <laughs> he said, let's eat. <laughs> you know, so they, you know, they started eating. They, they, finally, they get to a point to where they start believing Paul, you know. And so they start having lunch right there on the ship because Paul says, be of good cheer. Nobody, everybody's going to be okay. See, and that happens when you have already built your relationship. You can encourage your brothers and sisters in the Lord when they're going through things, you know. Believe God. Trust in God. Amen. So this is why we have to continue to build that relationship early and advance. The same way as Job had built his relationship, amen, early and advance. We have to spend that time with the Lord. We've got to talk to Him in prayer. We've got to trust in Him with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding. We've got to walk in our integrity constantly with the Lord to build that relationship We need to meditate on the Word of God. That's why Psalms 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law doth he meditate day and night. And that's building your relationship. And we have to embrace God's promises. You've got to embrace God's promises before your trouble comes. You know, in and, and Hebrews 11, I think it's verse 13, 
you know, we know that Abraham left home. Sarah has a baby, you know. But notice, these all died in faith, having not received the promise, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them. And what did they do? They embraced them. They embraced what God says. And we've got exceeding precious promises from God. Isaiah 43, when you walk through the waters, I'll be with you. When in the rivers, I'll be with you. When in the fire trials, I'll be with you. You've got to embrace that. You know, Hebrews 13, 5, I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. You've got to embrace that. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen. Isaiah 43, 10, you've got to embrace it. Okay? You did not choose me. I chose you. You've got to embrace the promises of God. Say. So that you can hold on no matter what you are going through in your life. You must embrace these promises that God have told you. Luke twelve thirty two. Fret not, little flock, is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Embrace it. Hold on to it. God is taking you to a better place. Amen. So if God says it in his word, we have to embrace it and hold tight to it. He that will come, will come, and will not tarry. Now, the just have got to live by faith. You don't go back with troubles. You keep pressing towards the mark of the prize, okay? Just keep holding on. He's not going to leave you. Build that time of, of communion and daily devotions and, you know, your church attendance and these things that, you need to do to, to strengthen your relationship with God. You know, do you do your own communion time? Do you, do you when you're in your part of your daily devotion time? You know, you can get some, buy some grape juice and take a piece of bread and you know and 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 have your own communion with the Lord. You know, because all these, the Lord says is as often you do this, you're doing it in remembrance of me. Say. You can, these are ways you can strengthen yourselves. You know, get your own scripture and hold on to it. Meditate on it. Character studies. Stories that are there. How does it apply to my life? You know, get into the habit of reading the word and putting your name in, in the scriptures. You know, you know, like the Lord is Richard Shepherd. And Richard shall not want. He made Richard rely on him. He lead Richard beside still water. Learn how to quote it that way. And you and by putting your name in there, and it'll stick. See? Because you're making it personal. See? This is what you want to do. You want to embrace God's promises that He's He's given you. In Psalms three, David says, Lord, how increase are they that trouble me? Many there be which rise against me. Many there be which saith in my soul, There is no help for me in God. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You are the glory. You are the lifter up of my head. I cried unto the Lord. My voice, he heard me out of his holy hill. I lay me down and I slept, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of 10,000 of people which have set themselves around me round about. Arise, O Lord, and save me. For thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. You broke the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to you. And your blessings are upon your people. Selah. He ends that stuff with Selah. You know what that means? Now go back and see what you just read. 
<laughs> That's what it means. When you see the word seal, it means pause and go back and see what you just read. How encouraged was what you just read and hide it in your heart. Dave says, David said in Psalm 57, my heart is fixed, O Lord. My, my heart is fixed and I will what? Sing and give praise. See? I want my relationship with God to be intact. Psalms 91, he that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall what? Abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge, my fortune, my God in whom I will trust. Surely he will deliver thee from the snare of the fellow, from the north and pestilence. He will cover thee with his feathers, and on his wing you shall trust. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. Right? He'll give his angels charge over you. Who's your angel watching over you? Hmm. I'll be your angel husband. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> no, you need to have that relationship with God. See, because these are trust scriptures. If you were to do Psalms 118. We read it a lot, don't we? It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord to put confidence in princes. Lord, hear me in the day of what? Trouble. And he set me in a large place. So there's no occasion to slip and slop and fall. I'm on the rock. We have to build this relationship with the Lord. Amen. Is what God wants. Proverbs 24.10 says, If thou faintest in the days of adversity, your strength is what? It's small. See? So in other words, if, if you, when you have adversity, if you give up, you need to go back and start building your relationship. The foundation is not supposed to fall. The structure on Christ is not supposed to fall. That's why Peter says in 2 Peter 1, 5 through 11, he says, if you add to your faith virtue, virtue is knowledge, knowledge temperance, temperance patience, patience, godliness, brotherly, brotherly kindness. He says, and these things abound. He says, you're never going to fall. You'll be strong. You'll be strengthened. This is why the Lord told Joshua as he took the leadership reins in Joshua 1. He said, be strong and of a good courage. See? So you've got to be strong. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1, he says, we need to endure hardness what? As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So you've got to be able to take a licking and keep on ticking. You know, don't think you're going to be a soldier and not get wounds. Okay? Every soldier has got some wounds, and they can tell you how they got it. <laughs> Even if it was cutting your hand in the mess hall. <laughs> Washing pots and pans or whatever. You know, don't think you're going to be a soldier and not get some wounds. Somebody is going to wound you. They're going to say something. They're going to lie on you. They're going to do something that's going to hurt you. Okay? Get used to it. You know? And so... That's the part of becoming a good soldier of the Lord. Okay, so there's gonna be some wounds in in the in the body. Uh, even Jesus was what was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace is upon him. And with his stripes we were healed. 
You know, he told us in Matthew 5, he says, Blessed are you when men shall persecute you, revile you, and say all matters of evil falsely against you for my name. So he said, Rejoice. You're becoming a partaker of what the prophet's already gone before you. See, so we have to build our relationship with the Lord. Let us not be weary in well-doing, Galatians 6, 9, for in due season we will reap if we faint not. Okay, we can make this thing. Look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in, in, in Daniel 3. You know, notice these guys had already prepared their relationship with God. Before this trial ever came, before this trouble ever hit them, they had already prepared themselves. You know, first of all, they said that we are not going to follow ourselves with the king's meat. They had already strengthened themselves from that. They had already proved that they were going to trust in God and not in, in the kingdom that they were in. Already, they had already, Daniel, all of them, they had already prepared themselves. Before Daniel ever went to the lion's den, he had already prepared himself with the Lord for, you know, for the troubles that would come. And that's why he could still go and pray, no matter what decree was signed. They put him in, in, in the thing, and what he says, ah, God sent the, the angel and shut the lion's jaws. You know? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego told Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer you. Our God in whom we serve will deliver us. And if not, we're still not going to bow. But because they had built their relationship before the trial came, they could stand firm. They could stand the way they did. And that's why when you look at the apostles in all the early church, amen, they had already built and established their relationship with the Lord before they went through the things they went through. That's why when you look in Acts 4, when the council summons them, you know, and they beat them, they counted themselves worthy to suffer. You know, and they was able to, to say, you judge, but we cannot declare but what we have seen and heard. And they found joy in being punished or going through what they went through for the Lord. That's why Paul told the church of Philippi, rejoice in the Lord always. Pray without ceasing and everything give thanks. So the next time you have trouble, start giving God thanks for the trouble. See what happens. Preparation in advance. You know, get in the habit of, of building that relationship with the Lord so you are ready when it comes. Psalm 16. Psalm 16 is one of my favorite songs as well. David says here, Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord. Notice. He said, my soul said, the Lord is my Lord. <laughs> my goodness extended not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth and to the excellence in whom is all my delight. Their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up the arms name, take up their names into my lips. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup, thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have godly, goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who have given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night season. I have set the Lord always before me. Woo! Because he is, my, is at my right hand. 
I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Why? For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there is pleasure forevermore. Psalms 122, 1. Psalms 121. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made the heaven and the earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is the shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from henceforth and even forevermore. Amen. God has got you. Your relationship with him is intact. Amen. You want confidence in God. As, as Solomon says in Proverbs 25, 19, says, confidence in an unfaithful man in the time of trouble is what? Like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. But you put your confidence in God. He's going to be there when you're going through trouble. The Lord hear you in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Sending thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee and be out of Zion. Isaiah says in Isaiah 55, 6, seek ye the Lord. While he may be found, call upon him while he is near. You know, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Seek God while things are going good. Don't wait till they go bad. You know, come on. Hold on to that unchanging hand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Amen. Hold on to God's unchanging hand build the love relationship with the lord amen don't be like jacob you know jacob his trouble when he came you know he was not expecting them to come and says hey dad is this joseph coat yeah is this your favorite son's coat he was not expecting that And it shook him to the core. All the way until his death, he was troubled about what happened to Joseph. And he had wrestled with the Lord all night. He had his name changed. See? But we've got to build that relationship. And then when Simeon gets put in jail by Joseph and won't let him come back, And then he says, go get Benjamin. What does Jacob say? I said, man, you've got to be kidding me. Joseph is not. Simeon is not. And now you want Benjamin too? He says, man, all this stuff is against me. Uh, But he didn't know what God was doing. He should have been able to look at what was happening and still rejoice in the Lord. He had already had his name changed. Jacob had 
so much power around him from the Lord. He had so many promises from the Lord from his own set. But what happened? He didn't embrace it. From the time he left home and lay down and slept and saw the ladder from the top to the bottom and the angels ascending and descending and God standing at the top and says, I'll bring you back and you will have this land. He didn't embrace it. He was so afraid. And then when he's coming back, when God tells him to go back, he's got a whole angel like an Air Force flying all over. And they say, wow, look, Jacob. He's, oh, they're just the host of the Lord. That's the Lord's host. But they ain't faith. You know, all he's thinking about is Esau killing him. You know? And then he wrestled with the angel. He tried to please, you know, his brother Esau and everything. You know? And then when, when Dinah gets raped and stuff and and he don't want to do anything. And Simeon and Judah killed all the all the other folks and stuff. And then he's like, "You, you, you, you making me stink in the earth." Well, Dad, you didn't do anything, yeah. And so, and when Joseph is missing and Simeon is missing and and they want Benjamin, he says, "Man, all this is against me." Yeah. So, but we got to build our relationship before those troubles come into our lives. We've got to walk in love as He is love. So, troubles are going to come, and so we need to spend time in our lives preparing before they come. In Isaiah 38, verse 1, Isaiah 38 here. The Lord sends Isaiah to Hezekiah. And in those days was Hezekiah sickened to death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee, how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. Notice, he had already built a relationship, but what happened? He started getting off track. He started getting off track. He had built his relationship. He had walked in that interrogation. He had walked right, but then all of a sudden he started waving and going the wrong way. So God says, okay, Isaiah, you've got to tell him to get his house back in order. Get, his, get it back right. Because if not, he's going to die. So he began to cry. He began to weep unto the Lord and says, you know, God, remember, you know. And so then the word of the Lord came unto Isaiah, saying, verse 5, Go say to Hezekiah, thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears, I will add unto thee, unto thy days, 15 years. And I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria and will defend this city. And this shall be a sign unto thee from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing that he spoke, has spoken. 
Behold, I will bring again the shadow of the degree which has gone down in the sundial of Ahaz, ten degrees backwards. So the sun returned ten degrees by which degree it was gone down. The right end of Hezekiah, king of Judah, when he was had been sick and was recovered out of his sickness. See? Build the relationship before the sickness comes, before the things come, so that you can stand and you can still pray and you can hold God to his word. That's what you want to do. You want to embrace it so you can hold him to his word. Amen? Praise God. As Job says, he knows the way I take. And when I'm tried, I'm going to come forth like gold. (laughs) You know, so... That's what you want to do is you just want to continue to build your relationship with him to make it solid in all that you do. And there's many promises in the word of God that will keep us steadfast and unmovable no matter what happens and no matter what comes our way and no matter what trials we face in our lives. Study to show yourself approved unto God, Paul told Timothy, a workman that needeth not be ashamed. Rightly divide the word of truth and hide it in your heart so that you will not sin against the Lord and you will have the strength and the power to stand strong in adversity, troubles, trials, and anything else that comes against you so that you are not so easily shaken. Amen. Because anything that can be shaken will be shaken. We can overcome trouble if we maintain our faith and walk with God. We have his assurance that we would not leave us nor forsake us. Therefore, in our trouble, we must continue to walk by faith and not by sight, nor to lean unto our own understanding when it comes. We must acknowledge Christ and allow him to work as he knows what is best for us. As he had admonished Joshua, therefore shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor will I forsake thee. Amen. So we can overcome trouble. We can overcome self. We can overcome pride. We can overcome false doctrine. We can overcome everything. So a whole year we've been talking about being an overcomer. So now we are going to be victorious. Amen. And our walk and our strength and all that we do with the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Are there any questions on any of the lessons that we have covered this year? <laughs> you got a whole book. I guess I should give everybody a new notebook <laughs> to start the year. <laughs> Get a little bit more. Amen. So hopefully this all will help and you can go back and study it and everything. Amen. Praise God. God is good. All right. Don't forget Sundays. Sundays and Friday night prayer. See you Friday night at prayer, six o'clock. Sunday morning prayer. Discipleship, leadership, <laughs> all the good stuff that we do, and communion. Sunday Eve. Amen. We have a full day, good time in the Lord. Amen.